Hello, hello, everyone, and happy Tuesday. I'm recording this on a Friday evening, so I've got a little pep in my step. Today has honestly been a long day. Like, I feel like work was just dragging, and it's, I feel like everyone on Friday, I don't know if this is just like the unknown thing in the corporate world, but like, no one schedules meetings really on Friday, which sometimes I'd rather prefer because it makes when you have a busy day like that, it makes the day go faster. But I had already kind of caught up on a lot of things at work. So it was kind of slow. A lot of people were out of office, but we made it through. We made it through the day. After it ended, I sat in bed and I was on my phone for a little bit. And it was really sweet because Cooper was just sitting next to me and he was super peaceful and not like trying to bite me for once in my life, like play bite. Um, So that was kind of sweet. And I was going to DoorDash for the first time because I just downloaded it on my phone because I've heard we've all heard the ads before. But my mom was like telling me how she just started using it and she's obsessed with it. So then it made me kind of like, oh, maybe I should start using it. But I don't know if it's just me. But like, I mean, I was looking at a couple different options. A, we don't have a lot of good food around where I live. Um, So I was looking at Zaxby's. And so all I had put in my cart was a house salad that is like my go-to at Zaxby's. I love their salads. And then I put a six-piece finger plate and then an extra set of fries. And it was going to cost $40. And that was with a $0 delivery fee because they were having like a promotion for your first order. But I was like, I am not about to spend $40 on Zaxby's. So the whole point of why I wanted to DoorDash too was because I was a little lazy after work. Um, but I decided to just go to Publix. Publix is super close to us. And so I just got the most random meal. I got a poke bowl, which was delicious. And then I got a side of fries there. And that just like was the perfect dinner for me. And I picked up some barbecue because Alex is actually flying home from San Francisco this week or today. Um, He actually just texted me during right when I hit record that he landed. So that's super exciting. I am. It's been a lot of emotions. Like I was I was out of town a week and a half ago in San Diego for work and I was by myself. Alex stayed home. Um, we just like, we talked about like we could have, he could have gone with me and I could have gone with him to San Francisco, but Alex and I have been to California before and we're kind of like, and eh, we have like other trips planned this year that we'd rather just save that money. Like it's not, not a big deal. And it works out because someone got to watch Cooper, but yeah. So like I've been by myself this week and it's been like pros and cons. I will say like, it is just so nice to have a partner because in in life in general, because it has been hard to manage like everything on my own, like waking up earlier to walk the dog and, you know, just there's so much more. There's other examples than that, but there's just like so much more that I needed to take care of myself, like make dinner for myself, walk, making sure the house is clean and blah, blah, blah. Like there was just a lot. And It like gives really good perspective on like single moms and I just don't know how they do it because they are literally rock stars because I can't even deal. I I was struggling with just a dog and I can't even imagine. But so that happened this week and then I kind of wanted to talk about like San Diego. Um, So really I might have mentioned it before on the podcast that I was going for work. Um, but the main biggest reason why I was going to San Diego was to take my CPFA exam, which is a certified plan fiduciary advisor. And it's basically like a certificate. You get fancy letters after your name. 
I didn't really advertise that part because the last thing I wanted was to tell everyone and then be like, oh, I failed. So, but obviously with me telling you right now, I passed, which was super exciting. And I've been studying for it for like the past three months. So it was a very big deal. Um, Alex, I found out literally like two days ago. So Alex and I are going to go celebrate this weekend. Um, And it was just an interesting experience getting to travel by myself, um, especially for work. Like, I don't know, it just was, it felt very like surreal because my mom like watching her growing up like she'd always go on work trips and I was like oh I can't wait to like do that one day and then I finally got my chance and it just felt a lot of emotions and my one of my best friends she drove up from Arizona and she came for the weekend and we got to hang out haven't seen her in a couple months so it was just a really great trip um but and I think the next trip that we have is in May we're going to New York so I'm so excited about that I am such a city girl But yeah, so it's just been busy. Life has been really uh, crazy and busy, but it it should be slow now for the next couple weeks, which is nice because I just need that. Um, But yeah, that's kind of like, I feel that's like everything I needed to update you guys on. And I did it all under five minutes. So kudos to me. But I kind of wanted to talk about today is the micro influencer. And if I know if you're on social media a lot, like you probably know what that means. And if you're not, basically a micro influencer is kind of like the next rising thing right now. And it's basically someone who has between a thousand followers to a hundred thousand followers, which is like I know a huge stretch, but that is kind of like the term if you Googled it right now that comes up. And basically the reason why that's trending right now is because obviously micro influencer, it's a smaller account than, you know, Kylie Kardashian, Jenner, whatever her name is, um, who has like millions of followers. It's different. And there's a shift in the generation right now to go towards micro influencers because the this generation is kind of not, and Emma Chamberlain talked about this a little bit, but we're not really into celebrities anymore. Like we get it. You're getting paid a lot of money to say what you need to say. Like at the end of the day, it doesn't mean much, but marketing's agencies and stuff are finding out that if you want to actually get like engagement instead of impressions, like obviously if like I said, Kylie posted on her story something about a brand, it would get a ton of impressions. A lot of people would see it, but engagement wise, and you know, so that's why the micro influencer is kind of like the thing right now, because these people actually have like a following for in the sense of they have a connection with their followers and they're genuine and authentic. And I, I love that. I actually love that, that that's how this generation is leaning towards because I, I, if you guys know me, this is literally called the I Genuinely podcast and I crave like connection. So I actually don't even follow. I think the only celebrity I follow on Instagram and I could be wrong. So don't, don't like go under my following and see, but the one that I can list off right now would be Lily Collins. I love Lily Collins. Um, and then I followed a lot of the cast of how to get away with murder because I just finished watching that and it's a phase. And then once I'm like over that phase, I start, I unfollow them. You know what I mean? Like, you know, when you finish a TV show and then you're kind of like watching the behind the scenes and you're following all of them on Instagram. Yeah, that's where I am with that. But anyways, but yeah, I actually care a lot more about like the influencers that I follow. I love like Allison Bickerstaff is one, Kristen Johns, JC Marie, Chelsea Jade Curtis. Like they're more micro influencers or like smaller ones that I just love more. 
Um, and I kind of just want to like talk about all of it because I don't, I wouldn't consider myself an influencer. I'm definitely, I don't even know if I consider myself like a micro influencer. Um, the only reason why I do feel like a small, small, small one guys is because I recently, like as of a year ago, there's a well-known like in my area, um, program, like it's a place, there's this place, Avalon, I'll just say it on the podcast. And I, they were looking for like ambassadors and I threw my name in and I got selected and I basically did it for a year where I was just like the face of Avalon and I went to private events and I had VIP like exclusive stuff and lots of free benefits and I got to do story takeovers and um, I got like valet parking. So in that sense, yeah, I did kind of feel like a small influencer and I'm not going to lie. It felt really fun because I just really enjoy not, I don't want, the reason why I post on social media is not really for like, oh, I want thousands of followers and blah, blah, blah. It's, it's genuinely because I like to build a community and I like to share what I enjoy and I like creating content. Reels, I love creating reels. Like it's just, or even when if I'm driving and I see like a pretty little road or something, I'm like, oh, I would love to take a picture there. Like, I just love creating. And that's really the motive behind it. And I think when you have that kind of passion and mindset, those people on Instagram notice that and they follow. So you find like your niche. Um, But anyway, so back to what I was saying. So then Avalon asked again for year two, that was only going to last a year, but then they're like, Hey, would you be interested in doing it again? I threw my name in again and I got picked again which I'm very excited for. Um, But I've definitely, what I'm trying to say is I feel like I've gotten a little bit more of a idea and understanding of the micro-influencing world, even though I I get um, imposter syndrome because I look at all the other girls that got picked to be an ambassador, influencer, whatever, and I'm the one with the least amount of followers. And I think it's because they just like my content, which is like, that's what my goal is at the end of the day. But I do get a little bit of imposter syndrome, like, like people's thinking, she thinks she's an influencer, like she only has a thousand something followers. But at the end of the day, there's like a quote I've seen where you would rather like, you should like if you want to be a CEO, hang around CEOs, if that makes sense. Um, that's like a big metaphor, but that's what I mean. But like, for instance, when we do like, when I did a story takeover on Instagram, it'd be like, hey, can you sh- like do five slides, no more than five, um, make sure you tag these vendors. Um, make sure you get there at this time. So it's very interesting. Like I never knew, I I don't know. I just thought like when I see celebrities do like takeovers that they just, the account just sends them their address and they're just like, hey, here's our login info. Just do a takeover on whatever you want. But like, it's pretty specific on what they're asking you to do. Um, And like I, I, there's a girl in the group who we had to do a takeover together and she like just printed it out. Cause there's literally so much and you just like check, check it off. Cause there's like a list of what you're, sh- you're supposed to do. And now it's interesting. Cause now when I, see, and it makes me think of like, cause now I've gotten to a point where because of 
that experience, I've gotten brands reaching out to me. And I'm not saying like, oh, Sephora is reaching out to me. Like they're little, little brands. But it gives an idea of how there are like really strict like this is how it goes down, post this, tag this, hashtag this. Um, there's a lot that goes behind it. So when I see like Kristen Johns posting an ad on Instagram, I'm like, oh, when I see her tag or hashtag something, I'm like, oh, that was probably part of the deal, like three slides, one video, whatever. And something else that I learned about the influencer world is that, for micro-influencers at least, is there such thing as a media kit? And if you don't know what that is, because I just found out about this semi-recently from following other people who are like in the micro-influencing space, but you don't, and I'm speaking for micro-influencers, okay? If you're Kylie Jenner, I keep using that example, that's another story. But you don't just sit around and wait for brands and companies to come to you. Yes, some do, Um, but there is also a side that you need to be pitching yourself to brands. So I think when I watch these YouTubers now that are saying like, yeah, we have some work, I've been doing some work today. I understand what they mean now because like a media kit is kind of like a resume, but for social media. So, and you can find these on, like, if you just type media kit on Google, it comes up and you see like, basically you introduce yourself, you kind of style your template to match like your personality, like mine is a lot of pinks and neutral and boho vibes. Uh, And then you say like your statistics, like your demographics, Um, demographics, I don't know. I don't think that was the right word. Anyways, but like you, I changed my Instagram account to a business account. So on the bar, it said like underneath my name, it says digital creator. And it just, there's like a ton of different options you can choose from, but that's the one I chose. And when you change to a business account, it actually shows you like a breakdown of how many impressions you've gotten, how many people have seen your stuff, like what is popular, like what content are people liking and engagement and all that. So it's all these statistics. And so basically you like grab those statistics and put it in your media kit because that's how you're pitching to brands. Like, hey, I got 10,000 impressions last month. Like this is my page. And then you put like your Instagram handle or whatever platform you're on, TikTok, YouTube, whatever. And then you put in your rates. Like, hey, I'm charging this much for if you want me to do a 30 second Instagram reel, or I'm doing this much for an Instagram story, two to three slides, this is or for a solid post. So you basically like list it out. I even had like one that said a podcast ad was when I gave the rate for that. And so I like there was one night where I just sat for maybe like two hours and I just pitched myself to brands and guess what you're gonna hear no sometimes but I did get a yes from one organic candle company and I love candles was very like on brand with me as well so I ended up making $55 in January and no I think it was March I posted that and so It's cool because I love social media too, because that's also like passive income you're getting there. So I've upped my rates because my mom, I was talking to her about this and she had a good point where you don't want to undersell yourself. Like if you're starting to pitch yourself, start high. And if people are saying no, then come down, but don't start low and then have to start increasing your way up like the opposite. So I'm definitely increasing my rates, but that was really cool. I'm really thankful for that opportunity. I made three Instagram story slides for her. 
and I did an Instagram reel for her. So we worked that out. And then in December, I actually made $40 from Instagram, like Instagram paid me to make reels. And so I got, it was, I don't, a lot of people ask me how that happened and I don't even really know. I think it's because I started making reels and Instagram, I've read articles is pushing for reels to like take off, you know, kind of, you know, that's a competition between TikTok. So I guess when they saw like a couple of my videos did well, I got one day I was logging into Instagram and a a little pop-up box came up that was like, um, Instagram has picked you if you want to participate in these bonuses. And so it's an Instagram bonus and only it's an invite only. And it said I could make $10 per reel. So I don't even know why I didn't make more reels because that's like a great, I, I literally, I stopped at four because I was like, I don't have any other ideas. And I should have kept going because that's $40 I pocketed. But that's why I feel like it's just like take social, in a way, if you want to get into the micro-influencing social media space, you kind of just have to start as if you already are. Like you can't wait for the following and then start, you know, like posting videos of you putting on your makeup or whatever. Like just start acting like it now. That's kind of what I've been telling some people that are around me that want to kind of start this. Um, and then it's really cool because like another example is Peanuts, like, you know, Snoopy and Charlie Brown, they reached out to me. And here's another tip. And I'll, I was going to get to it at the end of the episode of like, how do you even start? But they, I put your email, like a work email that you're going to specifically use for like social media in your bio, because a lot of brands will reach out to you then if they reach out to you. So Peanuts reached out to me and just to give you a perspective on like how much these or these influencers that you love and that I love make, I only have, like I said, a thousand ish followers and they were going to offer me $600 to make two reels, which was crazy. Long story, the brand deal didn't end up going through because they, another thing I found out is sometimes brands will reach out to a bunch of people and like, hey, are you interested? And then when you're like, yeah, I am. They're like, "Mm, okay, a lot of people said that they were interested. So we have to start cutting back. So obviously it makes sense. But so that's something I've learned in this space as well. Um, And another thing that I wanted to touch on too, kind of going back a little bit of when people are saying, oh, I have, or your influencers are saying, I have work that I need to do is I know for bigger brands, like they have they'll say, okay, we want you to make two reels. And then the person, the influencer or whatever has to type up a whole thing of like what your idea is, what for like, what's your concept for the reel. And then you get it, you have to get it approved by the brand. And then, so there's like a lot that does actually go behind it. Cause I used to always think, what work are you doing? Like you literally just record, you know, I like this product and then that's it. But no, there's a lot that goes behind it. And I heard, I forgot there was one, um, influencer that I know like kind of closely where they even go down to you, your nails have to be painted a certain way or they can't be like bright or anything. Like it's crazy how specific these things can be. And another thing I wanted to talk on, talk about for micro influencer, the world is I've, because of like the opportunity that I've gotten I've definitely been around more micro influencers and 
it's an interesting world because some that I've met are super nice and I love them, but some I think it gets to their head where they think that they're just the it girl. Like they think that they, they really do compare you based on like your followers. And I feel like every time I've met another micro influencer, the first thing is like, what's your Instagram? And then, so you like follow each other and because like, they're just wanting follows. And that's kind of like the networking is you're getting follows and it really does feel like a networking. Like how many followers do you have? Oh, okay. And then move on. But like, oh, you have a lot. Let's connect. Let's hang out and stuff like that. So it's very, I don't know how I feel about it. I think the space that I'm in right now, maybe I haven't just found the micro influencer people that I click with more and can relate to, but like there was a event that I did somewhat recently and the whole, sorry if you guys hear a truck literally driving by, but I did an event recently and it was a lot of micro influencers and basically the event was to benefit children who like are just struggling and the whole like that was the whole point of this event and the influencers had some kind of role in it and yet when the kids came in none of the influencers paid any attention to the kids like they're all taking selfies of their outfits and oh, come here, take this video with me and let's let's take this picture. Can you take a picture of me? I didn't like that. Can you take it again? Can you hold a flash behind me so you can, so I can get the lighting right? And it was crazy. Like these, some of them like had no, just like thought, I guess, behind what the actual important ones, importance was. So that's how I kind of get, I think the space can be really good and yet kind of toxic because I don't really like that. And like I said, I don't like how it's all just networking. Um, Even when it comes to in the business industry, like when you have to go to, if like JP Morgan invites me, it's like, I, I know you're just inviting me so that we can build a relationship and we can get a sale together. And it's not a genuine relationship. So that's something I struggle with. But yeah. That those were those are a little bit of my thoughts there, but I wanted to end the episode by just like my advice to you if you wanted to get in the space. I just thought this episode would be interesting because there's just like I don't know, I never got an inside scoop on what the world was like, and now that I've gotten like a tiny taste of it, like it's very and I think that's why I like listening to Emma Chamberlain because she made her way up in the world and she's still very open about like what how events are really like and that she still struggles with anxiety so there's still that human sense in her and so I guess that's like what I'm striving for too is giving people insight and honesty but okay so you want to get into this world where do you start first like I said earlier I really stress that if you want to you know kind of be an influencer because in Honestly, no matter how many followers that you have, everyone has some kind of influence. I really do believe that. I think everyone has some kind of influence in the world. Um, Like, I love, and what I was trying to say is just start acting like one. Like, start posting what you enjoy. Start, you know, put your camera up and let me watch your makeup routine. Not a lot of people do that and I always like if someone does post something like one of my friends I'm gonna shout her out Annie Lou she posted this she's doing like a 
like re makeover home makeover of her home like offices or her guest bedroom and I love it I love watching people that I'm close to like I want to see what your day is like like and I'm so influenced I have another friend who she is not pregnant anymore but she like posted a whole bunch of pregnancy items that she would recommend and I literally still remember them because I'm like I'm influenced I will buy it <laughs> like so I just think you should just start posting now um and then like people you'll find your niche and they'll find you uh, another thing is like I said put your make a new email that is specifically for social media and for like business brands and all that stuff put it in your bio change your account to public because obviously to get discovered you got to be public, um, which I know, like, I was a little hesitant at first because you don't know, there are lots of creeps out there, but you, I do like to filter it. Like, if I see a new follower, I make sure to block it or restrict it if I don't feel comfortable. Um, another one is to post reels. Like I said, Instagram does a huge push with reels, and it kind of seems like everyone gets one viral one, which helps a lot. And if you haven't seen, there's, like, when you choose audios, use the ones that are trending. So they have like a little arrow next to the audio, but that means that's the one that Instagram is pretty much showing on people's feeds. Um, another one is finding your niche. And like for me, I know someone who I've been pushing her to be like, you are known for like being the garden girl. You know how to grow anything you have. Like that's your niche. And then for me, I feel like home like cozy slash home niche that's like no that didn't make sense cozy home or cozy anything like I feel like that's at least what I want to be my niche and it seems like people enjoy my home content I've noticed that's like the content that gets the most interactions and engagement with um and I was also going to say don't post every day I've seen some people where they post every day and that's such, I think like an, I mean, you can do whatever you want, but I think that could also like annoy some people. So maybe don't do that. And something that I want everyone to keep me accountable if I ever grow my Instagram account is don't, if, if I ever grow to a point where like I'm getting a lot of brands and if my account just ends up being like an ad every single post, someone call me out on it because there is a person that I follow where we get it. You get a lot of brand deals and I am going to mute her because it just seems like everything is an ad. Like you should eat at this restaurant. You do that. And it's like, okay, I think like I'm not starting to see your personality anymore. So that's just my little comment out there. Um, I was also going to say look for opportunities and like networking events, even joining a Facebook group. I did join one and then I kind of withdrew it because again, it wasn't like authentic because it's it's so hard. There's a Facebook group that's like, so you want to be an influencer or something like that. And there was accounts just like, follow me, you follow 15 accounts and then you have to follow them back. And so it's kind of like, no, I want that genuine follow me because you care about my content and I'm not going to follow you unless I care about your content. So I felt I kind of withdrew, but at the same time it was helpful because some people would put their account and say, hey, can you um, like critique my account? And then some people would be like, you're, you're posting too much of this or like, you know, they're helping each other grow or it would be helpful like, hey, is this brand deal legit? Um, so that's like the benefit of joining a Facebook group as well. And opportunities, I mean, even just like the one that I got 
from Avalon. That has been like one of my favorite things. Like I love it. And it also, because I told you guys how much I love creating content when they give me stuff like that, like I'm not saying them giving me criteria is bad. Like I love it. I, it feels like homework again. Like in school, I would always love school projects. So there was a project last summer where Avalon was saying, you got to make two Instagram reels about like, and I did one about a date and it was so fun to create. And I just, I just, I don't know, just find opportunities like that because people look for ambassadors everywhere. Dress up has one. You can type brand ambassadors on Google and there's a ton of brands that come up. So that's something that I would encourage um, because it can definitely help you network. And I think that's pretty much it. And then I I think I already said this, but to change your account to like a business account so you can start getting your, um, you know, like your statistics and stuff. But at the end of the day, this was more of an entertainment episode and a little look inside. Like I said, I do not consider myself (laughs) an influencer. Like, I wouldn't call myself that. But I felt like I've gotten a little taste into seeing it actually, like behind the curtain. So I wanted to share that. But I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode and I will see you next week's episode. Bye. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love to hear from you. You can follow the podcast on Instagram at i.genuinely.podcast. This is where I post fun polls, ask questions, do giveaways, and have conversations with you all. If you would like to hear more episodes like today's episode, you can also leave a rating or a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts.